Diversity and inclusion is a subject that's close to everyone's heart. I have here with me two industry veterans, and I'm going to introduce them to you. And then we get going and we talk about what each one of our firms are doing around it and how do we take this forward as a group of women. Firstly, I have here with me Lili Zhang. Lili is Managing Director and Head of Corporate Solutions Asia Pack for BlackRock. In this role, Ms. Zhang is responsible for setting and developing corporate solution strategy for Asia that is providing BlackRock's investors and clients with direct access to the corporates. Lily has over 15 years of experience in the financial services industry. She's worked at JP Morgan and Jefferies prior to joining BlackRock. And in 2019, Ms. Zhang won the award of the Rising Star in Women in Finance Asia. Welcome, Lily. I also have here with me Erin Stanton, another industry veteran. She is currently head of global coverage team for Virtues Analytics product based out of New York. Prior to taking on this role, three years ago, she was based out of Hong Kong, running the Asian analytics business for Virtue. Erin is also co-chair of Virtue's Diversity and Inclusion Committee, where she is actively engaged with expanding women's role within the field of data and machine learning. And moderating the session today is myself, Shilesh Shekhavat. I'm Managing Director and Head of Equities Electronic Execution Product for Citigroup Global Markets Asia. Prior to taking on this role two months ago, I worked for 20 years between Bank of America, Merrill Lynch and JP Morgan in Sydney, Tokyo and Hong Kong, followed by a 15-month stint with Virtue Financial. I'm currently based here in Hong Kong. So welcome, woman. I thought I'd start with asking my first question of Erin. Erin, you know, you've been very actively engaged in diversity and inclusion at Virtue and also across the board, across the industry. It has been an important initiative and has come a long way in the last few years. How do you think it has helped your business and firm? And what are you specifically doing to move this initiative forward? Yeah, absolutely. And Shilesh, thank you so much for hosting this and and having us here. So there have been multiple studies that show that including diverse perspectives, which definitely includes gender and, and also racial diversity, improves overall business outcomes. At Virtue, we don't just think it's good business sense, but that it's really the right thing to do. While we had hosted one-off programs historically, we ended up formalizing our diversity and inclusive initiatives last June when we actually signed in our DNI charter. And as you already mentioned, I do co-chair our DNI committee with one of my colleagues out of Paris, and we actually manage over 60 employee volunteers. All of them raise their hands to participate, where we look to tackle goals across recruiting, internal and external mentorship, and overall awareness. And I'd, I'd love to give you just a few brief initiatives that the committee has done over the last few months. This includes 100 mentors with pairing 100 mentors with mentees. That was a real big project. A spotlight on Black History Month here in the U.S., which included a fireside chat with our CEO and George Van Ampson from Morgan Stanley, a women's only college internship program, which we hold every January. I got to participate in this and it's, it's a super fun program that we have. A four-day web series on women in data science, which you already mentioned, I'm, I'm very personally passionate about. And we recently, actually, just as of last Thursday, held a recent interview prep program with Birch Family Services, which serves the differently abled. 
in addition to our diversity and inclusion program at Virtu, our CEO has also just appointed two women colleagues as our first ever co-chief people officers. And in this role, they're really responsible to attract top talent and engage people throughout their careers at Virtu, which we think really helps to create a cohesive company culture from beginning to end. That's fantastic. You know, you, you have... <laughs> You have a number of initiatives in the pipeline around this space, and it's good to see that, you know, you're not just focusing on one area, but you're focusing across the board on multiple different areas around diversity and inclusion. And it's not focused only on women, but around racial diversity and people with special needs as well. Can I turn over to you now, Lily, and provide us some perspective from your experience at BlackRock and generally as well? Sure. Thank you, Shilash. Hello, everyone. My name is Lily Xiong. As Shilash mentioned, I'm running Copy Solutions Asia Pacific for BlackRock, and I'm based in Hong Kong. Great to have this dialogue with you today. Diversity and inclusion is a priority for our business because it is critical to our success. For our culture and our business, we believe positive outcomes result from more voices coming from people of varied backgrounds and experiences. Our clients are made up of diverse people. So the more we can reflect the experience of the real world, the more we can address our clients' concerns. In terms of the work itself, ultimately for BlackRock, these initiatives create room for all employees to drive our purpose of helping more and more people experience financial well-being. If any of our employees experience barriers or unable to bring their fullest self to work, then they aren't able to contribute and perform at their best. Our work in these initiatives is to reduce these barriers and increase equity. Globally, we have set the benchmark for women to constitute 30% of our senior leadership. In the Asia-Pacific region, we haven't gotten there yet. However, we are more focused than ever with clear, actionable measures to meet our targets. We have increased the accountability of our leaders, ensuring that they all take a diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, seriously, and know that they have their own weight to carry for us to fulfill our promise for representation as well as equal employee experience. This year and beyond, we are reviewing every step of our talent acquisition and the talent management process from hiring development to retention to fight and mitigate any biases that may show up. We have put more emphasis on developing a culture of female sponsorship at all levels from early career to executive, so that there is a strong fabric of networking throughout the firm. So we have ensured that each and every one of our leaders will become sponsors or mentors of female talent. At the same time, we understand that the skills around being a sponsor are something that we need to polish. So we are putting more efforts to do so. Additionally, our networks offer several development and career growth programs. This includes an activity called Taking the Stage, 
which helps our female directors and vice presidents build confidence around public speaking and developing a leadership voice as a woman. Another activity called market roundtables are for all analysts and associates globally. During this session, employees hear market updates and what's top of mind for our senior investors and clients from all over the world. One new activity we are doing across the Asia-Pacific region specifically is a new activity called Courageous Conversations About Equity, where we bring groups of employees together to view a recording of a team, Acted, interacting with each other, reflecting issues such as local, global education, language barriers, regional stereotypes, LGBT, gender. We focus on getting our employees to share their true reactions to the interactions so that we are having all these conversations about the complexities of diversity and how we can build a roadmap to act in Asia Pacific. We are ensuring that our benefits for employees support our employees regardless of their working style and situations. Our WIND network is more focused from last year and this year on bringing in men into conversations about women. Back to you, Shilash. That's fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that there are a number of initiatives underway. And I particularly relate to what you say in terms of the fact that we live in a diverse world. Our clients are very diverse. And so if we can mirror that across the organizations that we serve, then, you know, that is a fantastic start. So thank you very much for your comments. I wanted to move on to something which, you know, we talk about it a lot, diversity and inclusion. However, Cultural shifts take a long amount of time. It's not something that happens overnight. So in, in your experience, and I'll start with you, Lily, on, on this time, do you think that diversity and inclusion as an initiative has become more ingrained and is part of the culture of the organization and not just specific to BlackRock, but in general, or is it more or less a check-in-the-box exercise? Thank you, Shilash. Our firm has always placed a lot of value on inclusion and diversity. But as mentioned earlier, 2020 has intensified our commitment to making a full unified culture shift where all leaders of our firm are held accountable. This commitment has been demonstrated by our chairman and one of our founders, Larry Fink. And we are building it into our infrastructure in such a way that it is everyday part of our lives. All right, great. Over to you, Erin. Would you like to add something in this regard? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really good question. And, and for me, you know, when you're thinking about corporate culture mindset and shifting change, I think it's really important that it starts at the top. So our CEO, Doug Sifu, he's actively engaged in all of our diversity and inclusion programs, as is our executive and, and management teams. And me personally, so just as a, as a manager, I'm evaluated on whether I'm continuing to expand diversity and inclusion at the firm. I'm, you know, going back to your check the box exercise question, you know, I'm not really sure how a firm can get past that check the box exercise concept without having senior management deeply engaged and involved, which is also what Lily echoed about BlackRock. 
Great. So I 100% agree with your sentiment there, Erin, that, you know, it has to come from the top of the house. And, and I'm, you know, delighted to be part of Citigroup, where we're one of the first major banks to have a female as our chief executive officer. And, we, you know, with her appointment, Citi's board is now 50% female and 50% male, which you know is phenomenal. So that's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. And I could not agree more that it has to come from the top. But at the same time, the message has to be echoed across the chain of the organization. So, you know, I, again, I am very happy to report that over half of our 65,000 employees in Asia are women, and we are focused not just on gender, but ethnicity. And, you know, our class of 2020 summer intern, for example, was the most diverse ever. So, you know, we come from, or we, we are working with three different organizations that serve very different parts of the financial services industry business. And I'm, I'm happy that across the board, this is being taken very, very seriously. Uh, so if I move on to my next question, and I'll start with you, Erin, this time. Do you think that, you know, there was a lot of focus in 2020 on diversity and inclusion, and perhaps the pandemic pushed it a little bit further do you think that's continuing in, in 2021 and if it has changed at all? Yeah, absolutely. For me, diversity and inclusion is, is really built on empathy. So our willingness to listen and understand where someone else is coming from. And I believe one of the reasons that DNI has gained so much traction over the last year or so, right, in 2020, is that COVID has really helped to bring empathy back to the workplace. So you're sitting on a Zoom call and all of a sudden a child runs in and asks his parent for a snack or a colleague says, excuse me, I, I have to get up. I, I have to assist my elderly parent. It's it's really hard to ignore our differences as many times they're they're spotlighted on video for all to see. And, you know, I think we, we really have a fantastic opportunity in 2021 to not just return to normal, but to build on this inclusive environment that that we've founded so far that's been really been founded on empathy for all of those around us. Um, I, I do think we need to keep this conversation going though. So I, I love this forum, this, this podcast. I think this is just one way we can keep that conversation going and, and we need to keep reminding ourselves that empathy takes work, but it's, it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, Lily, would you like to add something on that? Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with Irene. It is continue into 2021. As we all know, the world faced many challenges in 2020, which have reinforced the importance of culture in our firm. It is not only key to success, but it ties us together and keeps us collected during these difficult times. And it creates the basis for employee experience that differentiates. After reflection of these uh, events that unfolded over the year and putting employee experience at the heart of our culture, we decided to add equity to the diversity and inclusion mission to reflect our dedication to fair access to opportunities and advancement for all employees. It signals our conviction that our employee experience is as important to our diversity agenda representation. So with the change of our internal concept of D&I, diversity and inclusion, to DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion, we have actually created a more aggressive agenda that strives to make BlackRock more diverse and more inclusive. 
back to you slash thank you thank you thank you lady so you know i could not agree more that the focus and the conversations needs to continue to happen and we as leaders in our firms need to make sure that our firms are heading in the right direction we keep our eyes and ears open and and make sure that we don't revert back to the i guess the old normal if you like so to add on to this question and erin i will i will throw that back to you as well that do you think that Yes people have become more empathetic during this time but do you think that the the nature of inclusive leadership has changed as well during this time how people have engaged with each other and all just just building on on what we talked about earlier Yeah definitely you know the the pandemic has really helped to bring what I'm going to call the the virtue family even closer together and it it does feel a little silly calling it it a family right it's it's a business but but that's honestly what it feels like at this point you know from the day that we all went to work from home to now our ceo routinely sends emails to employees just checking in and our i know our executive team is continuously evaluating on an employee by employee basis the situations across all staff so you have that as a starting point and then you add to it virtue's been fantastic about just sponsoring a lot of different employee wide programs so this has included childcare benefits pto rollover special happy hours at home fitness classes cooking classes i mean there's there's i could go on probably for an hour on all of the the different programs and it it's really helped employees i think feel supported and engaged and and on top of that because virtue right like both of your firms we do have a geographic footprint and people have really embraced technology and the interactions with people from all regions has has increased which has been great to see on top of the programs that i did already mention i am going to plug one of the ones that i do personally run so i do personally host a book club once a month where about 10 to 15 of us get together and discuss a book that one of the members selected and knowing the topic of women in in finance and and diversity i did want to plug the the book that we read this past month which was invisible women data bias in a world designed for men and i i couldn't highly recommend it more it's absolutely fantastic so so please make sure to check that out and and in addition to all of the the employee led programs we do feel very strongly in giving back to the communities that we live and work in and have actually contributed to over 165 community based organizations with with our time donations and financial support since covid started so you know my answer is a, is a glowing yes that inclusive leadership has definitely changed during the times of of covid Yeah that's a good point you raise Erin because I feel that during this this year or pandemic times people within the firms have come closer to each other and you know on the back of the zoom calls where you're sitting in your living area and doing zoom zoom calls you you feel like you know you've invited and you've seen all your colleagues at home as well so Lily would you like to add anything in this regard what's what's your views Yeah so during the pandemic all of our leaders have been reminded that leading with empathy is more important than ever this virtual space has also aided managers to consider the various environments that each one of their teams are working from this means we are encouraged to always check in with our teams and understand that the goals might need to be readjusted and recalibrated to be understanding of individual circumstances inclusive leadership 
from this year has become more mindful of mental health, trying to demystify the impacts of mental health and ensure that our leaders are open and accepting about the needs of their team to maintain their well-beings. So the answer is absolutely yes, and uh, we definitely feel the inclusive leadership becomes so important and so different. Uh, thank you, Lily. So I, I actually like the idea and I, I would say that, you know, mental health is a big issue and on the back of the pandemic or during this time, it's become a lot more pronounced. So the fact that the firms are building on their diversity and inclusion by adding the challenges of the hour, it's it's great to see. I'd like to turn back to you, Lily, and talk about perhaps something, you know, a little bit more personal. We've talked about what the firms have been doing, but would you care to share any of your personal experiences where, you know, either you have benefited from the program or you worked with someone who benefited from the program and that's something that's stuck with you. I'm sure, you know, there are a million examples, but there, if there is anything of significance that you'd like to talk about. I am a member of our WIN network, sitting on the board of China WIN community and also an executive sponsor for our Analyst Ally in the region. So partner with my colleagues, we created a program called Wind Power Hour, which features the most talented and accomplished female leaders or male leaders, not only in BlackRock, but inviting investment banks, corporates, other asset managers across the industry, aim at creating a virtual roundtable for these leaders to share their industry knowledge, career advice, and how they drive gender equity with our employees and all the industry players. Also, BlackRock Wing hosts a series of programs to help female talent development. For early career female talent, we created programs called Art of the Ask, which was aimed to equip participants with the essential skills for their career development. Also, for building a pipeline of future female leaders, we have run a program called Taking the Stage, targeted at developing women talent's executive presence and leadership skill sets. I am a regular speaker, facilitator, and participant to these programs, and it really creates a platform for female talent to share their experience, challenges, and learn the skill sets that they lead at different levels. Lastly, our sponsorship and mentorship culture is very strong. I am a sponsor and a mentor for many talent. And also, I have been sponsored and mentored by a lot of great leaders in BlackRock and in the industry. This is super important as we can help our talent to overcome challenges and unlock their potential to be the best self. That's fantastic. And it's an inspiration, Lily, that you are involved with a variety of programs and you're giving back and, and making sure that you are bringing everybody else around as well together with you. So that's fantastic. And I could not agree more with you that having the right mentors, whether they are female, males, or come from diverse backgrounds is very, very important in any organization for anyone, but more so when you feel like, you know, you're a woman or you're in minority, it just makes it 
that much more important. Erin, uh, did you want to share any of your personal experiences? I know you're involved with a variety of programs at Virtue as well, and you have been giving back uh, to a number of people. But would you care to share something that stuck with you? Yeah, so I'm going to share both a personal favorite experience and and memory, and then and then one from Virtue as well. So. Our firm was really flexible, especially when COVID first hit, about telling employees that they should work from wherever was best for them. And so that meant that if you were like myself and and were in a small New York City-based apartment, it meant that you could potentially leave the city and, and potentially go up to your parents' house or to a friend's house or to another relative's house. So my husband and I actually spent about nine months last year with my parents up at their lake house in the mountains. It's it's in upstate New York. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's it's the longest I've been able to spend with my parents since I graduated from high school. It was it was absolutely incredible, you know, especially as as all of our parents are aging to be able to have that time with them. And I'm definitely going to be looking back fondly on on the memories that 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 time brought for us. We we actually ended up getting back into puzzles, which I know was a, a big hit during COVID. And we used to do them when I was a kid. So it was super fun as as now an adult family to all get to do puzzles. And we ended up doing quite a few hikes. So that's my one of my personal memories about COVID and, and Virtu's flexibility on remote work. But one of my work, you know, more work-related memories was around, you know, I know a lot of folks use COVID to learn a new skill. So you potentially tried to learn programming, or I know quite a few people did learn new craft skills, but I loved actually getting to host our Everyone Can Code Python series last year. We held it. It was last April, May, and June, and we had 200 to 300 participants in in each of those calls, and it was an absolute blast. There was folks that I've worked with for 10 plus years who were attending these sessions, and it was just so inspiring to see people's willingness to try something completely new to them. And on the back of that, we're actually holding, if you can believe it, a summer camp this year for our employees and then some of our clients' children. So 7th to 12th grade, that's going to introduce them to gaming and coding. So, you know, I think on the back of empathy and everyone's eagerness to stay connected, it, it helped make these these initiatives possible. And, and they're definitely going to be something that I'm going to look back fondly to. That's great. Python has become more of a life skill than a programming yes. skill. So, so I am very happy that you are, have taken on this program. And, and I do think, you know, it, the pandemic in some ways has brought people closer together and also highlighted the importance of, you know, what is important to them in life and what's a priority for them. So the fact that firms have been able to be very flexible, understanding and helped us get there, it is fantastic to see. Thank you very much, Erin and Lily. Thanks for your time. I have thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation with you and I hope so have you. Thank you for your time and thanks for your varied and interesting views on the subject. Thank you. You just crushed it.